Thanks for making it afternoon. It is Niall Boylan, which arrives you to one o'clock today. Lots to get through. And the main thing we're going to be talking about is, of course, the brand new curriculum. This is the updated SPHE curriculum. Now, last night, according to David Quinn from the Iona Institute, there was a huge crowd at the National Boxing Stadium, uh, which is attended by a lot of parents, mostly from what I believe quite young parents, which would indicate that there are parents of primary school children or pre-junior cert children. And they, according to David Quinn, a rebellion is brewing. And now, to be impartial on this, I decided to go for not an Irish newspaper, but to go to the BBC and see what they said about the Irish curriculum. And I'm reading from the BBC. It says, Lessons in Relationships and Sex Education, RSE, are to be compulsory for 15 to 18-year-olds in the Republic of Ireland. The move is planned as part of changes to the social, personal and health education, the SPHE, for senior pupils. Lessons will be thought in a way that our LGBTQ plus identities, relationships and families are fully integrated according to the National Council for Curriculum Assessment. And a major review of the RSE in schools in the Republic of Ireland was ordered by the government back in 2018. Now, many parents have objected to this. And according to Leo Varadkar, you won't be forced. You can opt your child out of this. Although I'm a little bit dubious as to whether you will be able to opt them out. Now, at the moment, there's a little bit of a myth going around that it's going to come in for every child in September. This is not true, of course. It'll come in for junior cycle in September. And the plan is 2025, as far as I know, but I'll get clarification on that in a few minutes, uh, for primary school children. And it will be taught in an age-appropriate way. But parents say, well, I don't want my child learning about 92 genders in school. As far as I'm concerned, there's only many and female, and I don't want anything else thought to my child. They also don't want other LGBTQ issues, including transgender, being thought to their child, and they believe they should opt out. Where those who are for this new updated bill, and remember, of course, the education bill in this country hasn't been updated in decades. Uh, they believe that it's time we updated it so children will not be judging each other. Because remember, children do identify differently, and that's the world we live in. If you've any comments on this or you want to get involved, you can text or WhatsApp right now on 087 or oh, sorry, oh, again, it's that's force of habit. 085 100 That's 085 100 Nearly gave out my own phone number in the air. 085 100 if you want to get involved. And the question I'm simply asking you today, do you object to it? Now, joining me on Zoom and on uh, the video is David Quinn, who is from the Iona Institute. David, good, good afternoon to you. How are you? Good afternoon. And Thank you. Also, I'm joined by columnist and journalist and uh, I was going to say activist, academic as well. Derek Byrne joins me as well. Derek is on the phone. Derek, uh, good afternoon to you too. Hi, Noel. Yeah, well, I am pretty much an activist too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, look, I'll tell you what, let me just go to David first. David, this meeting last night, I didn't even know it was on. So how did so many people, and just let's see a picture there. I know you can't see it, Derek, but there's a picture there. There was a good turnout for it, wasn't there? Yeah, so it was in the, next, it was in the National Boxing Stadium. Now, it was organised by the pastor of a big church called All Nations Church, a fellow called John O'Hearn. And it was um, basically pushed through, essentially, the networks of pastors in the country. So um, I found out about it. Um, I think from maybe John O'Hearn himself and I decided to turn up because I wanted to see what kind of an event it was going to be and how big it was going to be. Uh, and I wanted to see, you know, um, how many people from what we call the New Ireland were going to be there because many of the people who go to these evangelical churches are from Africa, for example. Um, there are large Romanian evangelical Christian churches. You get a lot of Indians too. So I would say about a third of the audience were non-nationals, you know, very much in the New Ireland. So it was a very newsworthy, noteworthy event. 
Um, okay. And it was indicative of, of kind of a change in Ireland. And I would say there was probably about a thousand people present because the National Boxing Stadium fits 2,000. And it looked to me more than half full. And you can see from the photograph, there was yeah. a good crowd there. There seems to be a good um, crowd. Okay, but yeah. let's, let's clarify just before I come to Derek. This SPHE, or the new part of the curriculum, the updated curriculum for September, which is junior cycle as far as I know first, what is the main objective to it? Because I listened to Aintu and Gript and a few of the clips that we had played uh, or that we had seen on this particular video that was of this uh, event last night. I couldn't find some of the stuff that they were talking about because so, I looked on the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment and some of the stuff related to gender or transgender, whatever it was, I couldn't find it. Where is that information for parents if they want to find it? Um, so the, like the whole thing is really quite sprawling. So you've got SPHE um, for Leaving Cert students and there's a new draft of it out in the last couple of weeks. And then you've got, and SPHE stands for Social, Personal and Health Education and it incorporates relationships and sexuality education. So, uh, so what is the main objection? Is the objection, you know, the LGBTQ plus aspect of this? Because there is other stuff and it is including uh, consent, pornography and other stuff that's been included now as well in this, uh, which I think, I think mm -hmm. we all think is important, particularly for young people to understand about consent, the dangers of pornography, et cetera, et cetera, in an age appropriate fashion. But is the main objection to the LGBTQ plus or the, that aspect of it, or the gender identity aspect? Um, I would say is the gender ideology aspect was particularly prominent last night among the speakers and from members of the, of the audience. Um, it wasn't the sole focus, but the people last night and the speakers last night would have been uh, very, um, uh, I suppose, uh, alert to and objecting to their children being taught that um, there's more than two genders or two sexes okay. and, that that you're, uh, and that your gender has nothing to do with your biological body necessarily. Well, let me, let me just come Not to Derek. A big objection. Derek, you've heard the concerns of parents uh, in yeah. relation to this particular uh, updated curriculum. Are there, I mean, are there concerns, are they, you know, ill-founded? Are they concerns that they shouldn't have? Or do you believe this is just, you know, rhetoric that's being put out to scare people? Or do you believe that genuinely you accept there is concerns? Um, I accept that there is this, discrimination and there's prejudice and uh, there's bias. I think, you know, what, what's interesting is, you know, uh, hi, David, how are you, by the way? Um, hi. You know, I speak, Thank I, you. I speak um, from this point of view as a gay man and as somebody who's been uh, an activist on the LGBT scene for almost 40 years. So I remember, you know, Ireland before 1985 and what that looked like for people like me. And thank God it has changed dramatically and people like me feel that we can live comfortably and authentically in our own country. I did at one point have to move away because I felt I couldn't live like that here, but now it's very different. I think it's, we've got to be clear about something. Children are not going to be taught anything about uh, genders and sexuality that they don't already know. By 15 years of age, if any parents think their child has no information about gender identity and sexuality, well then they're living in cloud cuckoo land. What the FEHE problem, uh, program will do is help them to come to terms with the information, and a lot of it can be misinformation, that they're getting from their friends, from the internet and from, you know, books and magazines, whatever. Um, and so it's actually a healthy way to guide young people through this mire 
you know, of course stuff is opening up. Even as somebody around for 40 years, I get confused. I'm learning all the time, the new terminology, the new gender identities. The fact of the matter is, it's not that it's only happening now, but we're learning to but do you, deal do you with accept, it now. Do you accept that some people, Derek, believe this is an ideology? For years, I've been talking on the radio about separation church and state when it comes to education yeah. because religion is, by some people's definition, is an ideology. So for years we've been saying we need to get that out and, and you would be very one of the very ones, I would imagine, uh, as well as many other people will liberally minded, yeah. including myself, I'm an atheist, uh, would want religion taken out of the schools, which we believe is an ideology. And now, according to some people, we're bringing in another ideology because realistically, you know, if somebody believes they're not a he or a she and they're a they, them, yeah. or whenever it happens to me. We're not talking about sexual orientation here. We're talking about identity. Yeah. That we're teaching yeah. people or teaching children that we should take another ideology seriously. And that's the point that people are well, making. Well, it's not ideology, it's reality. <laughs> you know, that's, well, that's well it's reality. Well, it may be reality for the person who's who's feeling it, but like that is for people yeah, who are telling people tell me they believe in absolutely. God. That's their reality. It's not mine. Well, you know, I think it's the reality of many a young person and they are coming to terms with uh, their own identity and sexuality during the teenage years, and they need support in doing that. Mm. Uh, and they need, they need the right kind of guidance and safe guidance in coming to terms with that. Listen, nobody teaches anybody to be transgender. Nobody teaches somebody to be gay or bisexual. So, you, so you, don't believe there's a, you don't believe there's a social contagion involved in that at all? Absolutely not. You know, that's... That, 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 Okay, well, 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 okay well, you know, well, 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 hang on, let me just go back to David. David, it's a fair point that Derek makes. We live in a world where children are identifying as something other than what they were born in. Uh, they are identifying as trans. They are identifying as many of these different things. And that if we don't teach children to be un, or to be unbiased and unjudgmental, well, then we're going to be living in a world where people are going to be bullying each other just because of the way they feel. Well, I mean, you've got to teach that everybody should be equally, equally respected regardless of religion, gender, ethnicity, and so on. So that should just be a basic uh, uh, for well, is all. That, is that not what just what yeah. this is teaching? I, I totally uh, agree with that. Yeah. Completely, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, so we can use that as a starting point. Now, I mean, obviously, like in the world, there are many people who are Christian, Muslim, atheists, and so on. So in any given school, you teach here all the varieties. And... Um, uh, so you've got to respect people regardless of belief or orientation or gender or whatever the case may be. But in teaching, so for example, in a secular school, uh, when you say uh, there's kids in the class and they might belong to this Christian church or that Christian church or they might be Muslim, you don't actually have to teach them that Christianity is true in order to teach them to respect Christians. Now, uh, and when it comes to something like um, uh, gender ideology, uh, of course you can teach people that there are people who might be biologically male but don't identify as male. But you don't then have to teach that gender ideology is actually true. You can teach its existence, you can teach about the existence and respect for people who don't identify as their biological sex, but you don't have to teach... The so you can teach the theology, so, so to speak. Yes. Well, In other words... Teach, you know, here they well. are, you've got you to have respect for everybody, but you don't have to teach respect for Christians by also teaching that Christianity is true or that Islam is true in order to teach respect for Muslims. So you don't have to teach that the ideology is actually true. But, you, but Derek um, doesn't accept it's an ideology. And people no, in the LGBT... See, but, 
Go ahead, Derek. But you Sorry. see, the, the thing the thing is, uh, I mean, I um, I'm very connected to Christchurch Cathedral. I was the head server there for uh, quite a while. You know, LGBTQI plus people are Christian, Muslim, Jewish, awesome. Hindu, whatever. We have religion. We have morality. Um, it's no not, you know... Well, we, we had the head of the Muslim community on the air only recently, and he told me there was no such thing as a gay Muslim. So I don't know where... Oh, that... yeah, but I'm, yeah, but I mean, you know, that's, people can say what they want. <laughs> reality is you. quite different. But we have to be careful. But, but here's the thing, right? I, I don't believe in God, right? And I respect David's belief in God, because I'm clearly yeah, he does, yeah. because he's the founder of the Iowa Institute. So I clearly believe, yeah. I, I respect his belief in God. But I wouldn't expect yeah. David Quinn to force me to believe in God. I respect his belief no. in God. I respect he believes in God, but I don't have to respect his God. So th what the point he's making is what you're essentially saying to people when it comes to, say, trans issues, right? I respect that people might not identify as a man if they were born a man and at 18 years of age, if yeah. they want to go off and, and identify as a woman, that's their bag. I don't care. But don't force me to believe it. Isn't that what they're kind of saying? Well, you see, the thing is, I, you know, I'll be perfectly honest with you, and, and some of my friends and colleagues may, may find this uh, surprising, but I find the gender identity thing hard to understand sometimes, you know, and I struggle with it, and I have struggles with the whole idea of, you know, staging my pronouns and stuff like that, because, you know, I'm really getting my head around it. But that doesn't mean I can't be compassionate and supportive and, and to those people who are in that situation, and I would hope to think that I would be, just because we don't accept something, believe in something, uh, like something, I don't think that means that we can't at the same time be compassionate and supportive to people who do. And for me, that's what the SBHE program is about. It's about saying, look, you know, this is the reality. We're not all the same. Some people exist in a way that you may not like or may not agree with, but that doesn't mean that at the same time, you cannot be supportive of that person and bullying them is not a good thing. Yeah, but they talk, Grace O'Sullivan, well, well, hang on, Grace, I don't want to play the video because they're too long, too, and we're too, too interested in this conversation. But Grace O'Sullivan mentioned, she's a barrister, she mentioned last night when she was up on the podium that part of this curriculum, now I didn't, I can't find the part she's referring to, but she does show a slide on the screen of it, is that if you, uh, say, for example, dead name somebody in school, in other words, yeah. if you use their original male name and they identify as female, yeah. that will be classed as bullying and dealt with as such. Now, that's essentially... It's abusive, actually. It's, it's abusive. abusive. So, but but if I don't believe in it, let's say for example, if it was me, right? No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. I would be respectful, even though I don't believe it. I would be respectful. Yeah. But but that but as, if a child turns around and says, "Well, I don't know," it's as far as I'm concerned, it's John. You know what I mean? That's I've always known him as John. That's just John, and that child yeah, can be dragged into the yeah, office and maybe expelled. Well, if somebody says to you, look, and it has happened to me. You know, or identify as a cat, as we had in the UK recently. Uh, look, you know. I'm, no, on, no, but got, I, no, I've got to be fair. We are being realistically. We had a child in the UK was berated by a teacher because one of the fellow students identified as a cat. Now, the teacher is now being investigated, yeah. but one of the, the students well, that, identified yeah, as I a cat. That, 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 was just hand, that was just handled badly, you know. Um, but where, where do you, uh, you draw know, where do you draw the line? So so if people identify well, as something, I'm drawing the line, it's about... It's not like drawing the line. We don't have the right to draw any lines, but we have to manage situations carefully and respectfully. And obviously, if a child identifies as a cat, there's a mental health issue there that has to be dealt with and not in front of an entire classroom. Mm. You know, there are, we, we, we need to... This is why we need training in what's education. The what's the difference? We need to well, learn well, how to handle well, What's the issues. difference? I'm curious, Derek. What is the difference in identifying as a cat 
and then identifying as something which you're not, if you're male or female. Well, what's the, well, no, what's well, the difference? What's gen- the difference? Well, gender and, gender and species are two completely different things. Um, gender is well, ma- well, male and female are two completely different things, aren't they? Well, g- gender identity is part of the human condition. But isn't male and female two completely different things? Well, are male and female two completely different things? Yeah. They're two different genders. Okay. Yeah, Okay, well, I think, you know, David, we all accept that sometimes it goes to the extreme. But we are talking about, you know, dealing with this in a measured way. You know, and we we don't want to grow up in a a time, because I remember, and I spoke to Derek before before we come on air earlier on, when I was a kid, I had a best mate who is a gay man now, but at the time he was quite, uh, I suppose camp was the word we used, would have used in those days. He got called names. So did I for just hanging around with him. I went and did ballroom dancing when I was 13 and I ended up having to leave it because I was being called a sissy and all sorts of names. So in other words, it's to stop kids just bullying each other over the way they feel. Well, you see again, I mean, and, and myself and Derek are completely agreed on this and I think nearly all the listeners will also be agreed. You've got to treat everybody with respect. And if somebody said, uh, I've changed my name, I would use whatever name they want to be called by, because I think that's just basic manners. And I mean, you can change your name by deed poll anyway. Uh, I could call myself anything, and I would expect people to call me by my new given name. And I think if a child in a class, we say 14 years of age, for the sake of the argument, was refusing to call somebody by their new name, I think that would be aggressive, and it would be a form of bullying. Uh, but you see, it goes back to the question of, um, uh, you know, are you teaching them a particular ideology, this is the children, that you haven't told the parents properly about? So why are you making this very radical distinction between gender and um, um, your sex that a parent might be uncomfortable with such a radical distinction being made? And your children being further more, more thought that, what, uh, that while there might be two biological sexes for the vast, vast, vast majority of people, that there could be dozens of genders. And it makes this radical distinction between them and it starts teaching them things like, well, there's gender fluidity, so you don't, you're not male or female, you could be gender non-binary. I mean, there's terms like gender fluid and pansexual, and you can keep adding to the list. And there's long lists of, I think Facebook at one point had about 70 different ones. Now, mm. this is not something that is simply automatically uncontroversial. It is something that a lot of parents will have real questions about. And they'll have questions then mm. about, well, what happens um, um, toilets changing rooms, sports teams in their schools, yeah. etc. So these are real world concerns yeah. not to be lightly dismissed. And my starting point, I guess, uh, I guess I have two starting points here. One is everybody must be treated with respect and everybody must be yeah. taught respect. So I think that's a basic starting point for us all. And then the second one is whatever goes into schools, parents should know about it and be properly yeah. informed. And I, I mean properly informed so they see yeah. both sides. Well, we, we can't, yeah. look, then we, it's up to them what to do. We can't have situations like we're seeing in some states in America and in Canada in particular where children are identifying as something rather than they were born with and parents not even being informed about it. I mean, that's a yeah, situation. Absolutely. And, and there must be com- communication between uh, teachers and parents in relation yeah. to that. I think we all agree and, with that. And I, and I think this is why we need to also look at educating parents on these issues. You know, and I think it's also, you know, uh, words are important. Language is important. I think there's a difference between saying there are various genders to saying... Uh, there are people who identify uh, as various genders because that is the reality. You know, um, that there, there are young people in, in the world who, you know, are very confused 
about their gender. And this is why I think schools... But, but, but is it not respectful, Derek? To say that people identify as various genders is respectful. Yeah. To, to say that there are, you know, 79 or 100 genders is stating something as a fact that many people don't agree with. Is that, is that what's going to be said? In the, in no, no, the, I'm asking with the way we the way we word it, because I think the way we word it is really important in relation to proper debate. I don't think that's, yeah. Like, for example, my, my personal view, my personal view is there are people in this world who identify as any number of genders, and, and that's yeah. fine, that's their bag, that they can do that. But as far as I'm concerned, yeah. there's only male and female. So so we can't state something at a fact, as a fact that not everybody yeah. believes. It's like but saying what, I, it's like saying God exists. God, God, God exists for people who believe he yeah. exists, but not for those but who don't listen, believe it. Listen, Niall, the genie's out of the bottle. You know, it's not going to go back <laughs> in. And we have to find a way of helping young people in a safe environment to come to terms with this. By ignoring it and having objection to it, we're going to let young people down. And it's actually just going to get worse. We have to find a way. Well, it is getting of, worse. Of, yeah, that's because we're not responding to it. We're not... I don't know if it's because we're not responding to it, David. Are we not responding to this properly? Are we responding to this in a negative way rather than a supportive way? Well, I mean, it is an enormously complex issue and there are conflicts of rights. Um, so, uh, you know, the question of uh, not letting children down, again, we can all agree with that. Uh, but, you see, you know, the complications arise when, um, as I was saying um, a few moments ago, um, what happens about toilets and changing rooms and sports teams? Yeah, right? so yeah. it's a big issue. Yeah. Really uncomfortable about a biological male who declares himself to be a girl going into the girls' changing room toilet sports teams. Uh, so they begin to feel unsafe and uncomfortable. Uh, so there's no yeah. easy answer to that, by the way. Um, but but again, really, I, you know, I, when I went to school, you know, to, as a gay man, I hated uh, PE every I mean, I'm great at sports. I love sports. But the changing room was a major trauma for me every single week as a gay man. And that, you're talking about, you know, I, 40 years ago I did my leaving. So 40 years ago, Same this was me. an issue. And why, yeah. why, I'm just curious, Derek, why was it a trauma for you? Because it's just looking at other because, blokes, even if you're gay or straight. No, well, yeah, because there was the taunting, there was the oh, okay. uh, bullying, there was the don't you look at me, there was the fear, oh, okay. you know, okay, of, okay. of being... Mm -hmm. You know, being the guy who was obviously the gay guy in the class who was in the showers with all the other guys. And that, that was just horrific, you know. But you also equally, like but you equally wouldn't think that you should be allowed into the female toilets or about changing rooms. Absolutely, absolutely not. My, my point is that, you know, and I totally agree with, with David on this. We have to find solutions to these toilet and changing room. And um, sports. Issues. I think sports is a big issue at the moment as well. Huge issue. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, these, these are situations that we can find solutions for. And by, by ignoring them, we're, we're, all we're doing is we're uh, keeping children tra traumatised. I mean, I was traumatised by that all my But then how do we resolve life. these issues, these unresolvable issues? Like, for I example, as a, as a campaigner <laughs> yourself, and I know it's an impossible question, as a campaigner and columnist yourself in relation to this, an activist by your own admission, so how do we solve this problem? Say, we'll take one of the biggest issues at the moment, which is sports. So should biological males be allowed to enter women's sports? Well, I, I, I wrote an article about this actually last year in the Irish Times when the Irish rugby football union decided not to allow... That's right, they, they made that decision fun. themselves, yeah. And I, I, yeah, and I think that, you know, what it is, is it, it really is about, I think, you know, two things, be compassionate, be kind, but also be realistic. And I think that comes from both sides. I think both sides have to talk to each other and listen to each other. And there's not an awful lot of that going on. Both sides have a point. And I think 
Also, where the transgender community sometimes fall down is if someone has a concern that a transgender woman is playing rugby, for example, and is physically heavier than other women, that's a genuine concern. It doesn't mean they are transphobic. And I think that's, you know, we've, yeah, well, we, 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 we have, we've heard a lot of that. I mean, you even, if you even suggest well, you object to it, you're trans. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, no, okay, it's, okay it's, but just finally, finally in relation to the education, David, it's not going to go away. Um, you know, it seems to be on Derek's side when it comes to this, because as far as the Minister of Education is concerned, it's happening, whether you like it or not. But according to Leo Varadkar, you will have an opportunity to opt your children out. But there is suggestions now, and I'm looking at the BBC website, uh, and they're saying, which is an impartial news to, for Ireland, if you know what I mean, that there will be no mm -hmm. option to opt your children out between the ages of 15 and 17, for example. Now, maybe when it comes to primary school, there might be, I don't know. Um, do you think parents should be allowed to opt out, David? Um, and they will be allowed to opt out because constitutionally they're allowed to opt out. So I think yeah. what they mean by mandatory is it must be taught in schools, but a parent can yeah. offer children out. However, um, under the Education Act, this is Section 9D, schools must consult parents properly about everything that gets taught in the school. Yeah. And what gets taught in the school must be in accordance with what's called the characteristic spirit of the school. So if schools don't yeah. properly inform the parents about this stuff and have a proper honest discussion about this stuff, they're actually breaking the law. So parents can contact yeah. the school board of management or the principal and say, what's going to be in the SPHE course? Tell me properly. And then maybe a compromise yeah. can be found. But what I don't like is the idea that they just drop this SPHE course into schools and they say they're consulting parents properly, but they're really not. Most parents that know about this are not informed about this. Get up their day-to-day -day lives to be leading. And that's why schools... There is, there, is a, there is a good bit of misinformation by certain <laughs> actors out yeah. there at the moment in relation to this SPHA. There's a lot of stuff that's being suggested online and social media but, that's not actually in it at all. What I, what I would say, uh, Niall and David, is that yeah, you've, got to be, you've got to be realistic here as well and think about this. You know, programmes being uh, uh, in a school and some students are not being, you know, or their parents have, have pulled them out of it. And I understand they have every right and they should have every right to do that. They're going to find out about it through the other students who did attempt. I mean, you know, that's just that's the reality of the situation. They're going to find that information secondhand, and yeah, that, but that means where I be careful about. Yeah, yeah, but you know, sorry, that's the reality. That information is going to be there. It's going to be out there. The other students will have it, and school is rife for that kind of stuff. So if, yeah. if your kids are going to get it secondhand, then you know, think about it again. Okay, so. Sorry, Derek. Yeah, but that's why the debate. Uh, yeah, I mean that's why the debate has to be about what goes into the SPHE course in the first place at the various age groups. And also, by the way, like one of the concerns is um, a lot of like if you look down some of these courses and curriculums um, which are on the NCCA, uh, NCCA website, they do link to some really problematic material from the likes of the World Health Organization. Um, and I think one of the speakers was linking to that stuff. And I think she does have it all properly backed up. So these are okay. the sort of things that you know, need to be brought yeah. out in the clear light of day. And, and, and that's why I think schools are the safest place for young people to get this kind of information and to engage with, with the issues. Well, we, we would like to think, we would like to hope, Derek, it is the safest place for them to get this information. But, you know, obviously people believe that's changing. But look, it is, it is a debate. Compared, and by the way, can I just say... Internet well, absolutely. Can I just say, this is the kind of debate we need, which is respectful debate with two people, polar opposite opinions, who respect each other's views. But what we're seeing at the moment is not that type of debate. And we're seeing is debate yeah. being told we, we're not allowed to actually have that debate anymore. That this is the way it's being done, whether you like it or not. And if you don't like it, you must be a homophobe or a transphobe. 
And that that has to stop. That attitude has to stop. Otherwise, we're heading down the Canadian route here. Uh, but listen, yeah, lads, yeah, thank you very much indeed, Derek. I appreciate yeah, you coming on here and talking to us. And thanks, thanks very much indeed, David Quinn from the Ion Institute. Thank you. The multi-award winning Nile Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Nile Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.